0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: One mic, one be, one stage One nigga front, my face on the front page Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib One God to show me how to do things is son pure, like a cup of virgin blood Mixed with 151, one sip, will make a nigga flip Writing names on my hollow tips Plotting shit, mad violence Who I'm gon' body, this hood Politics, acknowledge it Leave bodies chopped up in garbages. Seeds, watch us, grow up and try to follow us Police, watch us, roll up and try knocking us One knee, I duck could it be? My time is up With my love, I got up The cops shot again Bust stop glass bursts A fiend drops of Heineken Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in Blacking out, I shoot back Fuck getting hit this is my hood, I'm a rat. To the death of it, to everybody, come on. Little niggas, is grown, hood rat. Don't abortion your wound We need more warriors soon. Sit from the star, sun, and the moon. And it's like a police chase, street sweepers and coppers. Sick of kids with no conscience, leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die, we're nines out. This is what knives was about, niggas. It's time to yeah, stand. All I need is one mic, one mic, one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic, one mic.
2: All powers to oppress people, African power to an African people and black power. It's your brother and your host, National Chairman, Yang and Kruma, People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Coming to you again coming to you again on a Tuesday. Like I always say and start it out, this is independent black blog talk radio an opportunity for you to share your comments, thoughts, critiques, criticisms, opinions, A, I believe in African communalism. Communalism ensures our survival. Individualism ensures our destruction and our demise. Man, how's everyone doing on this Tuesday? Coming to you today, after coming out of the King holiday, and I hope everyone, or the day that we commemorate King's birthday, the day that we remember or have, um, or the state has said that they will acknowledge as King's Day, Um, I hope everyone enjoyed and enjoyed their days or enjoyed whatever you did, but it inspired, and after being on a radio show yesterday talking about Dr. King, it inspired the topic for today. I said, you know what, what's more fitting coming out of um, King's day of being acknowledged, to commemorate him and to think about him. So today's show is what did Dr. Martin Luther King leave us, the legacy of King? What did Dr. Martin Luther King leave us, the legacy of King? And one of the reasons this is a good, I think, a very good topic is because you will have so many takes. You will have so many varieties, so many different viewpoints and opinions on Dr. Martin Luther King especially those of us that say that we subscribe to a revolutionary understanding or revolutionary philosophies and a revolutionary culture and a revolutionary way of life. I've found that a lot of people that I talk to have this, and this is my opinion, of course, have this extreme disdain for Dr. King. And it's really hard for me to understand. I mean, I can understand why they say, but I don't know how, a revolutionary, um, and especially a, never, a revolutionary a, um, of the African here in America struggle, the oppressed African here in America struggle could have such a strong disdain for a human being, especially for a black man or a black woman who has sacrificed and committed to our struggle. Now, I like you said, listen, I don't subscribe. I'm not a reformist. Anyone that knows me and knows my politics, I don't believe that you can reform this system to be all-inclusive and all-accepting of oppressed people. It wasn't founded like that. They had to have the separation. They had to have division. They had to have the, the classism, and not just economic classism, but classes based on race, the separation and division based on race and gender. So I do know that race and gender oppression exists, like we talked about on our last show. But, you know, um, so I'm not a reformist, nor am I an integrationist or an assimilist. You know, I don't believe that we can assimilate. I don't believe that we can integrate into this system. There again, to go back, it wasn't made for our integration. It wasn't made to embrace us with loving arms and to accept and welcome us. We see that from the, the school-to-prison pipeline. We see that from... Um, men and women being murdered indiscriminately, you know what I'm saying, by police officers, by the armed lean of this repressive state, that they're being um, murdered even if they're unarmed. So we see that going down. So I understand the, do I want to say disdain? I understand they're not feeling. Let's use that language. Let's use that word. I understand they're not feeling This whole integrationist rhetoric, this whole integrationist thing that Dr. King was trying to push. I understand that. But what I do understand about our struggle as a whole, as a collective, is that all of it has to be embraced. Not embraced to the point that we accept it, but embraced to the point of a liberation struggle for African people here in America and Dr. King being a proponent, being an aspect of that struggle. It's undeniable. You can't deny it. We can't deny that the Black Power Movement, those of us that say that we believe in the Black Power Movement, was birthed out of the civil rights struggle. It's historically factual. When we talk about, you know, if you talk about the kings, then you have to, you can in one breath, say that, you know what, we embrace Dr. King, and then turn around, or we disdain Dr. King, or we disown Dr. King, and turn around and embrace Dr. uh, 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 Kwame Nkrumah, formerly known as Stokely Carmichael, H. Rap Brown, who was a part of SNCC, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. These individuals, these dynamic individuals, these dynamic liberation fighters will burst out of that experience. So as a revolutionary, we must embrace the whole of our struggle, the goods and the bads of it, and learn from that. And that's what I get from that. I don't think that we can be selective or we can afford to be Selective in parts of our struggle that we embrace and that we teach and that we don't, and the way that we benefit, even if we disagree, even if we disagree, people who preceded us and who fought in their way of understanding the fight, even if we disagree with that, then not to, but not to embrace it and use the lessons learned from that is not advantageous for us. It's not advantageous for us. One of the things I think about, what did King leave us? Me personally, what can I say that King left me personally? King left me personally the certainty that integration and the civil rights movement is not the route for us as oppressed African people to go. I think that even Malcolm, and that going back and forth, learned from King. There was no Malcolm without King. He learned from Dr. King's mistakes, or the mistakes he perceived Dr. King as made. He learned from that, and that helped him to hone and cultivate his theory. That helped him to begin to develop his ideology, to, to see the need for human rights. He would have never saw the need for our struggle to evolve the human rights if he didn't see that the civil rights was a joke. You see, this is how we know. So I thank King for that. I thank him making that sacrifice so that we don't have to walk down that road and make those same mistakes again. So there are some things that he left us in that. And these are one of the things, these are one of the things in the legacy that I think that um, King had left us. I know for me personally that he did. There again, to reiterate, man, to say over again, like I just said, there as, as an oppressed African people, there should be no aspect of the liberation struggle that African people don't study and don't embrace part of our story. And we have allowed our misunderstanding or our personal disdain and dislike for Dr. King, our separating from Dr. King, to allow our oppressors and the state to take Dr. King and regurgitate him back to us in their making and their understanding. When we study Dr. King, we see the evolution of Dr. King like the evolution of any people. Looked later towards his life. When he says that I fear I've asked my people to integrate into a burning house, his condemnation of the war in Vietnam, how can I ask us to be nonviolent to a state or to a system that is violent across seas? And I'm paraphrasing. It's not verbatim. I'm paraphrasing. You know, so he began to. It began to awaken him, and I believe that's one of the things, in my opinion, of course, that got him murdered. His evolution as, a, as, an, as an oppressed man and particularly and specifically as a oppressed black man here in America. He realized that the doctrine that he was teaching, that philosophy of nonviolence, wasn't going to sustain us, wasn't going to be sufficient enough to move us to the next level, that no matter how much you try, that you would still, that you would still be looked at as a denizen, as a second-class citizen, as someone not being worthy of the rights and the privileges of the so-called and I'm doing the air quotes, brothers and sisters, you can't see me, I'm air quoting as a so-called American. he understood this fact that's one of the things. The second thing that I think that King did, now one of the, I, I will tell you, one of the things that I thought was brilliant, I don't know if it was intentional or not, that um, Dr. King did, was he showed the world the true nature of this decadent society, the brutality, the savagery, the inhumane treatment of a people who were passively and peacefully, fighting for their human rights, though it was mislabeled as civil rights, who were fighting for the rights to exist. The world tuned in so much so that Kennedy was forced to move into action. I know some of these grandmothers on the line are mad. What do you mean he forced Kennedy to action? I don't believe Kennedy would have made a move had it not been for some of the actions going on in Alabama and a lot of those things spearheaded by Dr. Martin Luther King. I know you grandmothers are mad. I know the Holy Trinity on your wall, Jesus, white Jesus, Dr. Martin Luther King, and Kennedy. I've seen the pictures. I know how the grandmothers get out, commemorative plates. But Kennedy was forced to make a move. He was forced to do something. He was watching his country being ripped apart. And not just his country being ripped apart. When you're talking about uh, foreign relations, when you're talking about going dealing with other countries, when you're condemning, and not condemning other countries out of the goodness of your heart, out of the humanitarian love, you know what I'm saying? But when you're condemning other countries for political, uh, you're uh, motivated politically and for political advancement, and things of that nature, you can't be doing the same exact thing you're condemning that country for. You can't condemn Africa, South Africa of apartheid and be practicing segregation in the South. You can't condemn China of human rights violations and turn around and be violating your uh, African, so-called African citizens or citizens of African descent right, right here in America. So he was forced to enact some things, and unfortunately, he was murdered before he could do it, so it left it up to Lyndon B. Johnson to sign that paperwork. But Lyndon B., those of us that know Lyndon B. Johnson, are, those of us that study history and study politics, know that had it not been that pressure put on him, then none of those things would have happened. Sure, I know the conspiracy theories. I even know, you know, what we say he he might quite have been. An Uncle Tom. I'm not saying that that's not actual factual. You know, at my understanding, I probably would say the same thing. He was an Uncle Tom, but I can't deny the contributions to the struggle for liberation for Africans in America. I can't, it's impossible to do to be a student of that history and not to embrace all of those things. So, yeah, I think that he left me something. To recap, The two things, the two major things that King left me. One, he left me undeniably, showing me that you integration undeniably does not work. Am I saying that right? That you can't deny deny the fact that it doesn't work. He showed me that. He showed me that I don't care how peaceful and passive and humble and meek you are to an oppressive regime that that will not touch on their sentiment when you're talking about maintaining and controlling power, that they will run over you, that your men, that women and children are fair game. He showed us that. He showed us that no matter how much you try to assimilate, that you will never be accepted, you will never gain the privileges and the rights that they're so-called American citizens. And right now I'm speaking about our European counterparts, white American citizens have. You will never have that privilege. You will never have the rights that they have in this society. So he showed me that. But I also thank him for showing the world that even if you raise your hands, Mike Brown, hands up, don't shoot, Eric Garner, unarmed, and Count Sandra Bland, countless men and women, unarmed, that even if your obedience is a civil disobedience, that it isn't a violent protest, it isn't a bloody revolution, it isn't a um, physical conflict, that if it's complying, you know, with human laws, not the segregation laws or not the law of Jim Crow, but human laws of doing unto others as you have them doing to you, that even then, things, I'm looking for my glasses here, some of the things that I garnish. Um, that I got from Dr. King Let's go to our phone lines Because we see that we're lighting up 817-7732 Your mic is open
0: Truth is brothers um, I definitely enjoy the show tonight A um, lot of good information I agree with the brother 100% This is I I apologize I just get a little overwhelmed sometimes um, with the spirit, when it's time to talk about truth and power uh, about our people, you know, and so one thing that I I do um, specialize in and and um, put particular emphasis on is what we have been through
3: in North America.
0: You know, our story is very um, significant. Our story is very. Um, emotional, and it's very powerful, you know, what what, um, we have definitely endured in this country where we are people who have had all of everything about us stripped away, and so we're starting over from scratch. The one thing that, you know, King did for me was definitely help me to understand that what we go through in this country is based on trial and error, you know, and so it's not... We don't, we we can't stick at one thing, and and um, definitely at the bookstore, I'm always, you know, teaching and and relaying the message that, you know, and, and like the brother said, you know, a lot of older people get mad and, and and you know they they say, well, this is what King did, and they they open up the door for us to vote and this and this and that, but it's trial and error. So if it don't work, I don't think that our ancestors, I don't think King or uh, or, or Kwame Ture or, or Byron, Byron Rustin and none of them, uh, none of those guys, Rosa Parks, uh, Coretta Scott King, I don't think that they would be like, no, we did this, no, it did not work. So it's time to go to Plan C. We got to do something different because it does not work for us. So definitely I agree with everything that the brother said. You know, what what King did for me was also to show me that you can be an educated person in this country via – Um, collegiate education, but you can also still know who you are. You can still have a thorough knowledge of self, and you can still be a a spokesman and a voice for your people. You know, you don't have to just begin to kowtow and do whatever it is they tell you to do. So, you know, definitely um, to Dr. King, rest in power. um, Like my brother quoted earlier, like he said, he he led his people into a burning house, and we have to acknowledge that. You know we have to acknowledge that, and, and it is time for a for a new huddle. You know it's time for a new squad. It's time for us, a new revolutionaries, to get together and say, okay, this X Y Z did not work. What can we do now? What can we do different? And that's what makes our story so significant because we have so many stories in that rebellions, your underground railroads. We have so many stories of our people just striving to overcome a system of, of oppression, you know, and and um, just flat-out hatred towards us. And so we got to continue to always look at what they put forth in front of us and then see where we go from there, not just to leave our hats right there and say, well, you know, we just going to keep voting until it works. That's- it hasn't worked. That's
2: absolutely, and I agree with you. You know, like we – that's one of the legacies that he left us. You know, he showed us the example of what not to do. It's like I tell my – you know, tell my children, I did some things and went some, through some things so you don't have to. You know, I, mm-hmm. one of our – we are divisive, one of our biggest problems. We will find mistakes and flaws in one another and hard on that. Lock in and hone in on that. But hindsight in 2020, it's easier 60 and 70 years later – to say the mistakes he made, without looking at the social climate, without looking at the political climate, without looking at the rights and the treatment of African people at that at that particular time. So, I agree with you. A lot of if I may,
0: methods, if I may, mean, yes. if I may. Can I interject one more time? Another thing that we have to look at, and and is an example of what he went through, and a lot of people might not agree with me, but it's. Right now, the time where we're in right now, we cannot continue to allow outside influences to dictate how we're going to do or how we're going to get through what we're going through as a people. We've done that too many times to allow people to come in and say, hey, they're going to help us, hey, they're down for us 100%. No, because that's how information gets out that's how infiltrators get in and that's how we get ramstacked because we try to put too much trust into outside sources we cannot do that if he didn't show us anything else because it was a lot of Jews that stepped in to try to help facilitate that movement we Mm got to come back now and say you know what it's not about you know a lot of people try to put you know make you like a one side racist it's not about that if we want our race to exist, it's time for us to say no. We are going to make the decisions of what happens to our people. Absolutely. We're not going to let anybody else make any make any decisions or give us any suggestions or anything. And we can't be scared Absolutely. to operate like that.
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, every every people does it. We're the only people that's frightened to do it. Every people does it, and it goes back into my you know my whole my opening dialogue when I said that we have to begin to control our leaders, our so-called black leaders, the people that were influential in developing and cultivating our history. We've allowed them to take Dr. King and give us a version of Dr. King. But mm-hmm. never it's the fate Dr. King promoted our courage. So, so I'm going to leave your mic mm-hmm. open, and thank you for calling in. I'm going to go back to my phone line. One,
4: one more
0: thing, brother.
4: One more okay. thing.
0: We
2: must
4: okay.
5: be
0: covert and stop being so open and overt with our information and our ideas about what we need to do and where we need to be.
2: Okay. Okay. That's one opinion. I heard the the sister. The sister said we have to be um, more covert, you know, uh, and not so open. So if you have a take on that. Let's go to our phone line, 619-0614. Your mic is open. 0619-0614. How you doing,
4: my brother? How you I'm doing? good, brother. I'm good. Yeah, I um, got on a little late uh, uh, speaking about, uh, you know, civil rights. I'm uh, just dealing with a situation right now with one of the brothers here in San Diego concerning civil rights. And, <clears throat> you know, we got kind of derailed uh, back in the... Uh, uh, and uh you no know, fault of you know, of the population. It's just a fault of uh enthusiasm uh we thought that uh, uh a way out of no way was was gonna be on a, on a civil level. Uh, you can't get what you want on a civil level. You know, all politics are local and politics is power and without political power You know, you have no civil authority. So what we would have, should have been going for is human rights, but we got derailed and we ran down the the road for civil rights. So here Mm -hmm. we are today, and we still don't have any human rights. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's a lesson to be learned.
2: But you know, Chairman Tranell I was saying that in our open dialogue. I know you came on a little later, and you know, for my view the, the people that were listening, this is going to sound redundant. But just to recap on that, these are one of the things the legacy I think that King had left us. You know, his fighting for civil rights I think really showed us that there was no justice and no empowerment in civil rights. That our that our struggle must evolve to a human rights struggle. I even would go so far as to say that this is some of the things King's action
4: fueled
3: uh,
2: Brother Malcolm's development. Watching King, what he was going through, seeing, seeing the futility, seeing the, the, you know how futile it was for him to keep bumping his head against a concrete wall arguing for civil rights, you know, got him to realize that our struggle has to evolve into a human rights struggle, that there was no justice. If there was any justice to be had going that route, Dr. King was the man that would have brought that about. I don't think that he was our Mahatma Gandhi. Whether we, it's it's like, and here's here's my thing: other nations and other people embrace their history, embrace their leaders for independence and liberation, whether they agreed with him or not. Mahatma Gandhi is celebrated worldwide, and Dr. King, one of our one of our heroes and one of our leaders, won the Nobel Peace Prize for taking the philosophy and the doctrine of Mahatma Gandhi in and in, in, in civil disobedience and passive resistance and applied it to our struggle and was the best at doing that to our struggle, and we still criticize and boo-boo on that. I think that as revolutionaries, we have to take from that, whether you agree or disagree, take from that, learn from that, and add that to your revolutionary repertoire. You know, it has to be, it must be incorporated in a part of our struggle. And his evolution from that, we start to see the changing of Dr. King. We start to hear, when we listen to his later speeches and read a lot of his later writings, we begin to see how he began to evolve as, you know, not just a civil rights activist, but became more of a humanitarian and more of an internationalist with his stance against the war in Vietnam. We see the revolutionary um, overtures beginning to take form in Dr. King when he launched his Poor People's Campaign, the Lumping Campaign, I like to call it. You know, we begin, or the Proletarian Campaign. He began to champion the Proletarian, the working class, going to Memphis for, uh, what was it, the garbage workers' strike. So I think that these are things, though, that when we allow our oppressor to take our people, they, they're not going to see because they don't want us to embrace that and to begin to seriously look at where he was trying to go and pick up
4: the torch and take it even further. You're yeah, right. Chairman. Uh, as usual, you elevated the conversation to another level. Um, I did come in late, and uh, what I heard is about the – the philosophical ideology of, of uh, Brother Martin, but you're absolutely correct. Uh, it, struggles uh, is transformative. that's why it's the struggle. It's the nature of a struggle to be transformational. Uh And the reason that a struggle is transformational because it's revolutionary, and revolutionary means an active change. So in order for something to change, it means it has to struggle until it gets to the point where it becomes stabilized, and then you have a new, a new way of doing things, whatever it may be, whether it's a revolution of a tire, the revolution of a planet, or the revolution of a people. Uh, so, you know, you're absolutely correct from the beginning to the middle to the end. And, uh, you know, one of the demise of, of, of understanding, and I don't mean no offense to anybody, coming out of the Martin Luther King celebration, you know, um, I take my hat off to him. But he was assassinated, and he was assassinated because he began to change from one level of understanding to another level of understanding when he started to become more or less not so much of a social scientist, but uh, a revolutionary. he be- He began to develop revolutionary tendencies, and then it was time for them to do what they did, which is what they did. You are correct that uh, when both Malcolm and uh, Martin was invited to the civil rights debate at Washington, D.C., they met for a moment. And then later on, uh, uh, Malcolm sent uh, Martin a letter saying, you know, we need to hook up. You know, uh, I need to get involved in what you're doing. And it's not so much because of uh, what Malcolm observed when he went to Mecca, is more or less uh, what Malcolm observed in the current decadent situation when he got back. And he realized that the struggle was for all oppressed people, not just for black people, but yes, we have to determine our own destiny. But at the same time, we have to be like the Samaritan. We cannot look down on those less fortunate than ourselves also. So it came to a point where, where, where Malcolm, Realized that were the two prominent people in the United States that they need to pool their resources and work together. And we both know what happened as a result of that. They took them both out. Uh, you are correct. The revolutionary today have to study all these tactics and all these tendencies and all these techniques in order to be successful today. Uh, but to take my hat off to all you revolutionaries. You have a, a added uh, uh, situation, which makes it a lot easier for us to carry out our duties, and that is because more and more of these racist and biased people are coming to the surface and being real public and real adamant about their feelings. Well, that's what we want to happen. We want them to put everything on the table so everybody knows where everybody's coming from, no more hiding in the closet. You know, no more hiding behind the women's skirt You know, put the cards on the table Let's deal with this stuff And when the smoke clears, let's see who's standing So yeah, you're absolutely correct I'm not advocating violence But what I am advocating is self-defense Because that's what we represent The Black Panther Party of Self-Defense We defend ourselves socially, economically, and politically The The other thing that I see, Chairman, is that we have so many leading black men that we don't have a black leader. <clears throat> we don't have anyone uh, that has uh, been risen up from the depths of despair <clears throat> that has really covered both ends of uh, of, of the conflict and, and have been able to speak on both ends of the conflict other than, in particular, uh, the Black Panther Party members as well as the Nation of Islam, so we're in a situation right now where political education is critical. You know, it, it, it is so important today that it's almost as important as science, math, and medicine. You know, you gotta know this stuff. You gotta know who your adversary is. You gotta know who your enemy is. You gotta know who your friend is. Your life depends on it. Your sensibility. And your reality depends on you knowing what's going on in this decadent society. And we will prevail, but we gotta continue to do the things that we're doing right now, talking about these things, putting the blast out, putting it out there on blog radio, and getting down to it so the brothers and sisters that don't know will know.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And I and, and I agree with you. Listen, you're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, Blog Talk Radio, Black Talk Radio. I'm your, your host, National Chairman Yang Nkrumah, and inviting you to the conversation. We're talking about what did Dr. Martin Luther King leave us, the legacy of Dr. King. And we're talking about um, just the good and the bad, the good and the bad of it. You know, I know a lot of us on the line don't agree or don't really adhere to that philosophy of nonviolence, of passive resistance, of civil disobedience. But there are lessons to be learned from that. And I think that that's my whole point when I talk about his legacy. Legacies don't always have to be, you know, leaving the best. It doesn't always have to be um, what we deem to be right and exact. But it's legacies or things that we can learn from, that he did leave us something. And I think that in our struggle for liberation, that and like I said earlier at the top of the show, you can't have a black power movement without, and when you look at the so-called black power movement or the move for um, self-determination, without acknowledging the civil rights struggle. Some of our greatest heroes were birthed from that and in that time Even the militancy aspect We look at what, Robert Williams Deacons for defense, Negroes with guns You know what I'm saying We look at Fannie Lou Hamer We look at the people who emerged from that Stokely, uh, Stokely Carmichael Kwame, Kwame Toure as, as, he's, as he's known by In the circles that I travel by Kwame Toure, H. Rob Brown, Mikasa Ricks It goes on and on And those people got their feet wet in the civil rights movement, and like Chairman Trennell was saying, struggle through struggle we evolve, through struggle we grow. So through their participating in that civil rights movement, it allowed them to really analyze from a you know from a first hand point of view, from being in it, from being on the front line, to see the futility and the the futility of the struggle and the fallacies and the hypocrisies in the so-called state that they were trying to get their rights in. They're saying, look, all we're, oh, we're doing is coming and demanding the rights. At that time, I'm, I'm like, I'm with Chairman Trinell. I don't think that it was worded adequately. I don't think they I, – I would have preferred them to say human rights, but, hell, how did they – you know, I don't know what state of mind they were in. I don't know the conditions. Maybe they thought that that was a route to go, civil rights, to get your rights as a, as a um, citizen of the United States sells this land of the free, home of the brave, you can, you know, as long as you play by the rules, you can get what you will, hard work, elbow grease, sweat of your brow type of thing. You know, they push and promote that. So maybe a lot of our people bought into that, but had they not bought into it and actually fought for that, would we'd ever really known that, that that we wouldn't be accepted like that. Think about if King I always proposed this. I say if King had not done, and not just King, the people that came with King, but we're talking about Dr. King as being the leader and the spearhead of that movement, had he not done what he'd done, how many of us now would still be clamoring for and fighting for civil rights, fighting for complete inclusion into this repressive state? You know, I feel like the man sacrificed his life to show us that no matter how peaceful you are, that no matter, even to the point of denying your human nature and the first law of human nature is self-preservation even to the point i'm like chairman now i'm not advocating senseless violence but i do advocate self-defense even if you fight against the very law of nature which is self-preservation and throw your hands up and be the and hold hands and say kumbaya pray for your enemy the whole nine that you will find that your enemy will not accept you. And not only will your enemy not accept you, but your enemy will boo-boo all over you, that he will put his or her boots on the back of your neck to suppress you from gaining your independence, liberation, or even your sense of self-worth as a human being, let alone a black man or a black woman in America. Let's go back to our phone lines. i believe this is uh, Chairman Hakeem. Chairman. Power, power to the people. Power to the people. Power to the people. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know, as always, you know,
5: uh me and the comrades listening in on the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh right on. well, you know, I could say I could say many things about Dr. King, but I'm gonna go with the most controversial thing I can have to say.
2: You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um
5: one of the things that I think,
2: you know, uh, that's misconstrued, or the confusion that's left
5: behind with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King is, you know, they 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 try to paint they try to paint this 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 arch nemesis and Michael X. You know, you have a clean Christian and you have the Black Muslim. That's how they paint it, okay? So they try to make it seem as though
2: you either this or that when they both striving for the same point. You see what I'm saying? But you know, but with the way you know, you know wordplay and you know the things that we are shown. You know what I'm saying? If you do your own research and you listen to the speeches yourself, you know what I'm saying? You 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 won't you won't see a difference, a big difference between the two. You know what I'm saying? But but you know, but you know, but when we come to as far as what is being left behind for people to know, you know, they try to make it seem like, well, Dr. King is all, I'm going to let you walk over me, and Michael Max is, I'm going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the biggest (laughs) things, you know, that's one of the biggest uh, controversial things, you know, that come with, you know, legacy, when it comes to legacy and storytelling and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? It all depends on uh, uh 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 which mouth is it coming from, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, who is it being handed down through? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you know that goes back to what we were talking about: allowing your oppressor
6: or your enemy,
2: whatever word is clever, allowing them to control the image of your black leader. You know, they're never going to feed you someone that promoted your empowerment, someone that uh, promoted a strong sense of self-worth and self-identity. That's why you don't hear the later versions of of, of Dr. King. In fact, they go so far. Every picture I see of Dr. King every year, he gets lighter and lighter. You know, I I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing. Every year, they man, they got Dr. King so light-skinned now, and then look at pictures of Malcolm. They got
1: Malcolm as black as
2: any yeah.
0: face. Yeah, you know. So I if, think it's so easy. It, it, yeah. If I may, brothers, I can like, I say one? Can I say something else?
2: Yes, please.
0: You know, oftentimes when we speak about um, our leaders, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I heard the elder say, you know, about us not having a leader and. You know, that uh, today that black leader hasn't emerged. I think that's another thing that we should take away from Malcolm and Martin. You know, just having that, you know, one black leader that still goes under that messianic legacy. Like, we're waiting for this one black leader to do, you know, something for us as a people. Um, the biggest thing that goes untalked about when we talk about Martin and talk about Malcolm is the fact that Martin Luther King lost his mother in that struggle. His mother was assassinated um Malcolm X's whole family has been sabotaged and and just tormented behind what he was doing for us as a people, and sometimes that goes you know under the under the radar. We don't really speak about those things. And that's very significant. You know, family is very significant. So that's another, that's another lesson that I took away from the legacy of Malcolm and Martin. You know, it wasn't just them. They lost a lot. So then that's going to go back to us not being, see, the battle is from within. Because if we want anything to really happen, it's going to have to start from within. Before we can even go and knock on somebody else's door and say, hey, y'all need to stop this or y'all need to, and that's something that we don't want to talk about right now, but our own house is in disarray. So that goes back to being more covert and not so overt and and just trying to get out and, and, and march and protest and Um, Those kind of things, we got to start at home. We got to get within our communities and deal with what we got going on before we take it to the outside, because it gets ugly, you know. And that's something that I I really want people to start acknowledging the fact that Martin Luther King's mother was assassinated through the the um, civil rights movement, and Malcolm X's family was also, you know, sabotaged and tormented in his in his movement.
4: I like to respond to the sister chairman. Yes, sir. Go ahead, but Chairman Chanel. just Sister, you know what, uh uh, thank you very much. And you're absolutely correct, is that there's a lot of dimensions to the struggle and uh and you're you're speaking on a couple of dimensions and I really respect and appreciate that because that has to have a healing process too in order to move forward, more power to you. Um uh, But you're absolutely correct. You know, we have to deal uh, in this struggle in the modern day time, modern day society, in a multifaceted way. Uh, You know, we got emotional issues. We got psychological issues. We got health issues. We got intellectual issues. You know, we got financial issues. You know, uh, we got race issues just between ourselves within our own families. So you're absolutely correct. You're also absolutely correct about uh, the sacrifices that the parents of both uh, Malcolm and Martin had to go through, you know. And I really appreciate that comment. Uh, it, in the present-day situation, we do move uh, both covertly and overtly. Obviously, there are some things that we do not and cannot discuss over the radio, But you're absolutely correct This is part of The movement This is part of uh, uh, (coughs) Different parts Of the movement where people have to do Different things in order To uh, To uh, Keep moving forward uh, In the movement They're not all you know Some are private some are Covert some are overt Uh, We've uh in, in a lot of different areas. Uh we're talking right now generally uh from a public perspective for public consumption. Uh but uh any chairman would tell you there are other things that we're required to do that are that are not public, that are basically covert and overt. Uh sometimes some of those issues need to be brought to light and uh Uh, Chairman Yanga and other chairmen will tell you about situations that, as chairmen, we've had to deal with concerning infiltrators and provocateurs uh, within our parties and within our communities. It started out covert and had to end up being public. uh, On the issue of uh, um, us trying to work together with so many different uh, leaders and things of that nature, my point was that uh at the time there had only been a few uh distinguished leaders and those few distinguished leaders were considered the the leaders of uh of the struggle you know uh and particularly what the subject is today uh Martin uh and also Malcolm they were considered at the time the two prominent leader, But as the chairman said uh, There were influences That influenced them And there were influences That other people were influenced From them
0: mm-hmm. The
4: issue of, of us Coordinating and collaborating Together Is another subject You know And hopefully all these discussions That we're having on the radio will bring us closer and closer to this collaboration
1: because mm-hmm. we have
4: so many people that, that are knowledgeable and that that, have the, that know the history of our struggle and know the history of our people
1: that they basically
4: speak for themselves and speak for the knowledge they have of our people and of the struggle. So we don't have one like mind in this struggle we have a lot of like minds. Just in your city alone, there's probably 100 people that can speak on this level that you're talking about, and they're not even affiliated with you. You multiply Absolutely. that by how many cities there is in San Diego, and then you multiply that how many cities there is in the United States, and you have a lot of black men and women that can speak on these subjects, but we are not collaborating together. So that's one of the things we're working towards. You know, uh, rest assured that um, uh, what you're talking about, uh, we're on it. We're on it. It ain't an easy thing to do. People got other other occupations. Time is money. This person's over here. This person's over there. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But we're working for that because it needs to happen and it has to happen uh, uh, as soon as possible. Uh, Thank you, Chairman. No problem.
2: And, that's, and, and, and and I agree with that. You know, one of the things, though, when we talk about, like the sister was talking about, um, so-called black leadership, you know, one of our problems, I go back again to say, is how divisive African people here in America have become, black people here in America have become. When we don't agree mm-hmm. with someone's uh, ideology or ideology and philosophy, mm-hmm. we're quick to throw them, you know, we're quick to throw them to the wolves. And I'm a big of uh, taking advantage of and controlling our own, not just our own destiny as self-determination dictates and promotes and encourages us as oppressed African people to do, but also taking control of our history, controlling our image and what's said about our people. Mm-hmm. I, one of the things that comes to me, I cite, um, I cite point number eight in um uh, uh, Point number eight in our 10-point platform And program where it says that we want freedom For all black men and women held in international Military, federal, state, county City jails and prisons Well we're not saying That all of them Are innocent We're not saying that there is not Some criminal behavior That um, our people Have been uh, exposed to And even that our people Practice and participate in But what we're saying is that our people haven't been judged by a jury of their peers. They haven't been, you know, they, their trial hasn't been given by people who understand their social, cultural, economic, and political conditioning. I'm saying the same about our black leaders. When we disagree, we have to make sure that we don't look from the eyes of neocolonialists, from the eyes of our oppressed and then throw our people away because we disagree with them, but know that these people's struggle can contributed to our liberation struggle as a whole, you know what I'm saying, and that's and that's one of the legacies of Dr. King. And I agree with, like, what Chairman Trinell saying because I do agree with you. Some of the things we have to handle as a chairman, we have to handle, uh, convert. You know, we have to be. There's a good writing by Ab Abkola, one of my Abu's comrades, close comrades, and and Sun Yata says he talks about in his writing. The mistakes of, one of the mistakes of the so-called original Black Panther Party, the original Black Panther Party, was combining the above ground with the underground. You know, he said that, you know, sometimes those cats would pull off underground operations and then be in the office the next day as the above ground. And this gave the police the, um, the justification to raid their headquarters, to raid their home, to do all of these other things because they were above ground and, and underground um, operating, So that does that there that, that, that is a separate separation that has to be had from those actions that are taken by those particular groups or by particular groups. But there's certain knowledge and information and issues that have to be pointed out to the masses of people because some of them are so subliminal or we've been conditioned to accept so much that sometimes we don't even know we're getting screwed. until someone comes out and says, hey, look, we're getting screwed, and a certain action will handle that. One of my Facebook posts I put up there, I said, if all African people across America took two days off of work simultaneously, then they would understand true black economic power or African economic power. Two days, if we all called in, I ain't saying quit your jobs or nothing like that, but if we could all agree to call in for two days, I'm talking about everybody from the gas station attendant to the black brain surgeon. Then they would understand the contribution that we make to this so-called country, and they will begin to have to look at us differently, evaluate our situation a little differently. But until we come together like that, you know, then it will always be a joke and a farce to the people. Let's go to our phone lines. I believe we have uh – Two one six, Chairman Cajon. Chairman, is this
7: you? Uh, yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. All power to the people. Black power
7: to black people. All power to the people, all people. people. All power. and all power to righteous people. Uh, and uh, it's a good conversation. One of the things uh, that I like to say: we got to be careful when we talk about leadership,
4: mm-hmm.
7: uh, black leadership. The media can produce and give uh, a view that this is our leader. Facebook can give a view that this is our leader. We use too loosely. You know, coming from the movement, the Gavi movement, uh, King Malcolm and all the movement, those leaders were leaders that were chosen by the people the people leadership has always been the one that has been assassinated, not mm-hmm. the one that had been viewed by the media, or oh, this your leader, uh, and today Facebook and every other type of book. Leadership is one who deals with the masses and don't share this. Malcolm... Before he was respected, he was respected by the masses. King' first attack was a black woman stabbed him with some scissors because she didn't understand who he was. Come on now, no, no, we finna deal with the science of skin and understanding what leadership is. Leadership is not a popularity by the media. Dr. King. When Dr. King came, he spoke out against the Vietnam War. A lot of people know Dr. King went to Ghana, Africa. Yeah. He met with Kwame Nkrumah, and he said, "Surely, this is the kingdom and heaven coming on earth." The government is that. It.
2: God. let me let me jump in and say that again. I don't think a lot of people really know that about Dr. King or really heard that.
0: Yeah, he, he was a he yes.
2: of Kwame Nkrumah. But 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 say mm-hmm. that part again and, and get on that point.
7: When Dr. King went to uh Ghana and got with uh the Honorable of Kwame Nkrumah celebrating the independence of Ghana and he made a speech. He said, "Surely This is the kingdom and heaven coming on earth. This was his statement in Ghana. He also made a very deep statement when he said, I made a mistake and I integrated my peoples in a burning house. He began to look at integration. Dr. King began to look at, and when he became international, that Marshall Washington was one thing, but he had to develop as we all develop. And as he developed he began to see certain issues and certain statement that was made during that time and now to elevate that movement. He became international. He became very conscious. He began to look at and he grabbed Malcolm. He grabbed those brothers and sisters that was in that movement. Now, let me say this. FATHER was also conscious. They named him Martha Luther. Martha Luther is a Protestant revolutionary who fought against the Catholic. Martin Luther. In his genes he was made to bring about some changes as Malcolm. And Malcolm family went through the same thing as the family, and so won't tell him, but sister, there's a science in the name, and I'm not gonna get into that. But you dealing with, and if we are spiritual people, mm. African religion, European religion, I don't care what it, you dealing with a spiritual warfare, and those yeah. demons know who that DNA uh Malcolm, Garvey, King and all that, that DNA that comes always goes all the way back to our ancestors. But when we say we pick leaders, leaders is picked by the people and we have to look at what the people saying and that what uh uh Chairman Yanger was saying and other chairman was saying we don't monitor our people, we too monitoring those who got the loud and the biggest mouth. And ain't producing nothing but breaking wind from the mouth. We need to have a toilet paper movement and start throwing <laughs> toilet paper at niggas. Uh. <laughs> because, uh, no. because the movement is right now is where the people's at. Dr. King holiday right now benefit the European why? Yeah. They can shed they can shed the workers now. Dr. Yeah. Green movement wasn't about you no know, having a holiday. The Dr. movement was that let's build economics. <laughs> you, know you know, we were I... fighting to get jobs. We were fighting to maintain our economics. And the graduates said, okay, well, we're going to flip this around. Okay, we're going to shut everything down. No. So, sister, you are correct. And I'm saying where you and I and the other comrades at right now, I'm tired of hearing us saying leaders. It's time for us to start saying peoples. Yes. And, right. And, and I'm saying that brings about a whole new philosophy and ideology coming into this realm because everybody today. You got the panther, uh, this, you got the that, you got the this. And I'm waiting for some crazy niggas to come and talk about the pink panthers, the red panthers, and, and the green panthers. No. It is about humanity, Dr. King, Malcolm, all of us about humanity. Even the honorable Malcolm Messiah Garvey. Malcolm Messiah Garvey ain't never talk about racism. Yeah. They talk about us. Malcolm came out. Malcolm said all of the
5: units about us.
7: Everybody came and talked about us. And so what they're doing now is trying to say that we're in competition with the Caucasians. Believe me, they're in competition with us. Because we are the one that deal with humanity.
0: And he's, he's correct. This brother right here is correct. And I will even say, not so much as all black people, if we could get all black people across North America, not so much mm-hmm. as not store for work, not spend a dollar. If we went, if we really want to show them our power and what we do in this country, if we could take two days and not put a dollar in their economy, we would bankrupt That's America. Right. Right. Because not That's going right. to work is right. just going to save dollars in their pocket. But if we don't spend a dollar, uh-huh. not one quarter uh-huh. for two days, oh,
6: my word.
7: Let me just share this well, with absolutely. you. And we, uh-huh. Go ahead, Brother Jeff. Yeah, definitely. A uh, Man, this is fire. I, I must say this, and it's coming from the PEC. Pound the Education Committee. And uh, people might interpret it wrong, but I think that uh, Trump uh, and our wisdom and our knowledge, we have to understand uh, when he uh, deal with and talked about, uh, you know, uh, many of the countries and countries and stuff is a shithole. And I'll tell you something. Compared to him, at least we got fertilizer, and he's sticking up his ass.
2: <laughs> you silly. I think one of the things, though, like we're saying, and I agree with you, sister. But I don't know if we didn't go to work. Yeah, it may save them a little money, but it would cripple. It would cripple. us, right. This nation.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: It would cripple this nation. We would see. We would begin to see what I'm talking about. Like I said, everybody from the taxi driver to the to the rocket scientists. We would begin to see how much of a vertebrae we are in the backbone. Of this country if we're not the backbone You know That's one of the things we have to look at Also we look at we're talking about Let me give my call Let me let me, let me give the call out to This is uh, uh, People Black Panther Party for Self-Determination Independence Black Blog Talk Radio I'm your host National uh, Chairman Yang and Krumah. We got Chairman Trinell on um, From San Diego Black Panther Party Self-Defense Sister E. Fod, Chairman of, and National Director of the Panther Education Committee, Chairman Cahar, uh, man, just I guess Chairman Hakeem from Behind Enemy Lines. Um, and we're doing the thing, man. It's a great talk. We're talking about what did Dr. Martin Luther King leave us, the legacy of Dr. King, the legacy of Dr. King. What did he leave us? And is it effective? Did he leave us some things that would help our struggle evolve? Did he leave us some yes. things we can learn Some of the things you may agree with, some of the things you may not agree with, but I'm sure he left us something. You can call and press one. You'll be recognized. We'd love to hear your opinion. One of the things that I'll go back and recap again, like I've I've been doing about my open dialogue, for those that missed it, was talking about um, the evolution of Dr. King. Like Chairman Trinnell and I both agree that we see these steps towards internationalism, towards revolutionary understanding. One of the things that got him killed was this revolutionary understanding? The Poor People's Campaign, going to Memphis to organize the um, to organize the, the the garbage workers in the garbage union, which are the proletariat. You know, he was organizing the proletariat. He was organizing the working class. It ceased to just be a a movement of uh, integration, a movement, a spiritual movement, a high moral conscious movement but it began to be a movement of the masses of people. He condemned America for their
6: involvement
2: in the Vietnam War. And that was a no-no right. for
1: two
6: reasons for them.
2: One, because how dare you Negro condemn us, big, bad America, who can do no wrong? And two, back at this time, I think it was in, you know, everybody had McCarthy scare, everybody was scared of the communists, that you're condemning us for attacking a communist country. So here was a man of principle. He was a man that stuck to his guns, and we begin to see the evolution of him. Even after, from what's reported and some of the things that I read, J. Edgar Hoover threatened to expose him for some of his womanizing ways or some of the less virtuous things that you would think a preacher would do. Even though he was threatened to be exposed and to be ousted, he still stuck to his guns, and that's what got his wig peeled for those that speak that language, meaning got him shot in the head, because he began to organize a proletarian, the worker. So we see, yeah. even if you have one of uh, one of our most prominent peaceful men, a man who followed the doctrine of Mahatma Gandhi, I mean, down to a T, so much so that even the European had to recognize his work in that according to those, uh, in in, in that uh, philosophical endeavor, according to that way that gave him the Nobel Peace Prize, that he is renowned for his passive resistance, for his civil disobedience, for his nonviolent stance. Even they recognize him for that, that still he was murdered. He was murdered. i say there again, I reiterate that, had it not been for those footsteps taken, how many of us in this day and time would still be fighting for integration, still be fighting for inclusion and acceptance from an oppressive, repressive state? We would still think that that's the the, the ticket. So if we didn't learn anything, we realized we learned. As I would say, my brother El, El Haj Malik Shabazz, also betterly known as Malcolm X, said that our struggle must evolve to a human rights struggle. And I think that the um, contradiction, the pulling of King, the yin and yang theory, King being the polar opposite of what Malcolm was, led to the development of that philosophy inside of Malcolm. So even Malcolm benefited from the action that Dr. Martin Luther King had taken. Let's go to my phone lines. Let me share this. I want to open up my... I, I want to Can open, I open up the this line real open. Quick? Uh Yeah,
7: go ahead, Chairman Carr. Uh, one is, uh, Malcolm made a statement, and when they uh, kept harassing and uh, brutalizing the civil rights workers, Malcolm uh, even made a statement that don't have him to send soldiers there to protect King. And uh, during that period, Malcolm, King, uh, Robert Williams, there were many formations uh, during that time that had King back. And I want brothers and sisters to understand this, and then you go to the phone line. We cannot make the mistake. They take King and make him a Jesus, humble, and submissive. King was not. No, was was uh, Christ But I'm just saying Malcolm and other nationalists Came and support uh, King When King began to make his movement And his statement When you go international I say this And I end this Because this is where there's a, a nasty dude in the White House Once you leave Civil rights Civil rights mean Domestic no, this is international. This is a human right. And when King went international, that's what it target. Any Anytime a leader, any leader, go international, from W.D. Boer, from Malcolm, from Paul Roberson, I can name entertainer, all of them. Once you go international, you are a threat to mm-hmm. internal security because we are one people. We are an African
0: but, people. Calling, even Khalid Muhammad. You know, even though he never went to my knowledge international, just for him bringing in the fact that he was unapologetically African and he started That's to right. embrace his African roots more than anything else, that is a threat.
2: That's right. Absolutely. And and to say this and to I like what you were saying, Chairman Carmen, when you went there, that and it goes back to what Chairman Hakeem said when he said that when we allow people to control the image and the history of our struggle and our, and our fighters in that struggle, they will paint King and Malcolm to be these complete uh, uh, anti-one another, you know, these complete polar opposites. And, but mm-hmm. it, it's like what you said, not only did Malcolm make that statement, when King was locked, I believe it was Coretta Scott King, you know, the Honorable Coretta Scott King, who invited Malcolm down to speak. So Malcolm actually yeah. spoke. I always laugh, yes. you know, because one of the reasons a lot of them white folk got to join the King was because you had to, if you had to choose between this or that, you understand, Malcolm, like he said, he said, listen, y'all better support King because y'all don't want, and I'm paraphrasing, this isn't verbatim for you uh, yeah, students, we'll of street, so don't beat me up too bad, but in so many oh, words, no, go ahead. Malcolm said, listen, <laughs> listen, you better support that, because if I got my way, it's going to be a whole new day. Let's go to our phone lines and open up our phone lines. We're talking about, what did Martin Luther King uh, leave us, the legacy of King on Black Independence Blog Talk Radio? 762-6675. Your mic
6: is open. Black Power, my brother.
2: Black Power, brother?
6: What's happening, man? What's going on? It's brother Robert Collin behind the lines with Chairman yes, Hakeem. Yes, sir. Yes sir. Yeah. Yes sir, what's happening? You no know, nah, man, just wanted to get out here with y'all, man, and you know, spread a little of what I'm, you know, what I know with y'all and you know, um you know, Martin, Brother Martin, you know, he, he, he left us with, you know, knowledge and love, you know, and, and, and brother Malcolm he left us with, you know, knowledge and power. You feel me? And, you know, uh a lot of people don't really Want to hear from certain people because of their religious beliefs? You know what I'm saying? Not understanding that knowledge is knowledge and knowledge is power. You know what I'm saying? So you got certain people that you know. Oh well, because he was such and such. You know, I don't. I don't want to learn or know about him. And because he ripped such and such, you know, he don't know what he's talking about. So you know, both of them were strong brothers, but you know. Malcolm led with power, you know, along with his knowledge. You know, he took his knowledge and put it and used it and made it become power in the sense of, you know, when they was marching one day, you know, he controlled his 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 men with with one hand. And them 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 that's what them cracks feared. See 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 they were scared of they were scared of Martin because of his knowledge. But, see, they really fear Malcolm because of his knowledge and his power. See, it's one thing to have one, but it's another thing to have both. Because, see, I could be trying to teach some kids something, but not 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 saying it in a strong way to where they're they, they not grasping it. And then I could come the next day and be trying to teach them and say it with authority, and now I got everybody's attention. So, you know, it all goes from what my granny told me, then what you do is how you do it, you know. And, you know, Brother Markham, Brother brother Martin was, you know, a little timid with his, but he also spread it. He spreaded the knowledge, but he didn't use, you know, that, that oomph. He didn't put that oomph on it. So, you know, he was really like, okay, yeah, we hear you, but we still going to yada, yada, yada. But when Malcolm came on the scene, you know he he let it be known, hey, it's gonna go like this. or I'm gonna bust my gun, you know. Y'all gonna stop doing this to my people, or we are gonna bust our guns and <laughs> we when we come, we gonna come. So you know it was it was it was all you know. they was both very positive brothers, very strong brothers. But you know I I I studied and leaned more towards brother Malcolm because you know of just. The, the the power he, he he Presented along with his knowledge You know and I ain't gonna take up too much Time because we got one of our elders You know in here with us and he wanted to You know drop a little something on y'all As well my brother so all power To all oppressed peoples my brother All power Keep to the people that. We'll Put the
0: on Before I Forget my, my, thought, let my just, thought let me just Can I just add this in because Um Power comes in many different uh, forms. And so even with uh, uh, Brother Martin, I think what we're forgetting, when we looked at the bus boycott, you know, we went from not being able to sit in a particular spot on a bus to driving the bus. So that 366 days of not investing our money into the bus system took us from riding on the back of the bus to driving the bus, that was exercising some political power. So power doesn't right. always come in right. a form of muscle and, and and weaponry. Power also comes in a form of economics. Like I was saying earlier, you hit their pockets, they're going to bow. Yeah, and
6: that's
2: how you hit a capitalist. I wanted to address that, too, with you. You know, one of the things, like I love what Brother Robert said, which we can't afford to do as African people, and that's be divisive again. You know, I go back to that point. Some people don't want to listen to Dr. King because he was Christian. Some people don't want to listen to Brother Malcolm because he was a black Muslim. We can't afford to be that divisive. We don't don't have the luxury of being divisive Mm -hmm. and people who are fighting for the empowerment, the advancement. The self determination of African people here, but I want to say this, and I agree with you, Sister um, Ifa, that power comes in different forms. One of the, the things too, we have to look at the demographic. We have to look at the people that both of these that both of these dynamic leaders appeal to, and what yeah. Dr. King appealed to was more of a intellectual um, working class base. You know what I'm saying, and that's where mm-hmm. scared this capitalist system too, because Dr. King, who had a doctorate, who was very articulate, who was um, had a so-called higher education and higher learning, he appealed to a certain class of people. I don't like to use that word class, but for lack of better term, but I, I get say class. He, you, you see what I'm saying? Whereas Malcolm appealed to another group of people, and this is what that dynamic. He's two Dynamic figures. That's what scared them. If you got someone like Dr. King appealing to this certain demographic, the uh, higher, you know, higher educated people, the college, professional people with doctorates, the more working class people, and then you got Malcolm coming appealing to the lumpen, which is from their own, uh, from their own uh, admission. When you study the Nation of Islam and those things, that they reformed and changed and got a lot of the brothers off the of drugs a lot of ex-pimps, a lot of ex-prostitutes. So it was more lumping type of people, more what they call the underclass or the undesirables to society. Mm -hmm. They galvanized them and began to cultivate and raise them up. It scared them because between those two, that covered the whole class like Chairman Trinnell said. We're not a monolithic people. We're not all one people, not all one solution. Is going to fit us. It's not one size fits all. So we produce these people who will reach their people. And I think that that frightened them so much, especially in Dr. King's later years when he began to wake up. Can you imagine him beginning to go to the working class, which he had such a base in? You know, they spoke his language. You know, some of them may have been turned off from Malcolm because they just like, you know, with some of the Panthers, they thought they were thugs or hoodlums they thought they was unfortunately for us, you know, that is prevalent in our society. We begin to think certain people are beneath us, or we're not going to listen, or whatever the case may be. But can you imagine someone whom they respected, a minister with a doctorate, that was married and had children and lived this
1: life mm-hmm. that
2: they felt was an exemplary life, was the life that they aspired for? Come and tell them unification amongst the workers, unification amongst not just us as African people, but all oppressed people in the oppression, in imperialism, in the war in, in Vietnam. The same thing that the Panthers were screaming. You know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean what yes.
2: Say?
0: Because we got to understand, Isn't when they real? seen all them people march on Washington, following Dr. King, that was scary.
2: Yes, yes.
0: That was scary yes. to them.
2: And it, and And it was an eye-opener. So, you know, he yes. began to come away from their yoke. Like you said, the mm-hmm. Jews were very influential in and in founding I think they founded the NAACP. So he yes. when he began to break away from their yoke, when he began to get from up under that and 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 his eyes opened up to the oppressed classes here and the oppressed race here and equate that to an international struggle which would evolve us from civil rights to human rights. It scared the piss out of them, and they murdered them. Listen, I don't want to forget the brother that brother Robert was saying had someone coming on. He said he had the elder want to share some things with us. Let's 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 allow the elder to speak, brother brother Robert. you should sure have the brother there that wanted to share with us?
6: Well, brother, um, he 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 said he was just going um listen in uh, on this one right here. So um, right, I wanted to uh, right. just agree with the sister, and you know because you know power is in the tongue, man, and and. You know, certain situations require a Martin, and some situations require a Malcolm. So, I totally agree with the sister. You know about you know being able to speak power, not just always you know always demonstrated or it. So, I totally agree with well, her. That was a very good point. She Right. On. Well, you know, absolutely the power will be so we found get
2: power in numbers. numbers. Yeah, the power will be found in our unity. Once we learn the art of allowing. Absolutely. Allowance, once we learn the art of accepting our fighters for their particular fight, everyone doesn't have the same particular fight, but this is what's going to get us to win. And, and our non-local yeah, objectives, we say we want to be, build a strong liberation movement, a strong black power movement, a strong movement for freedom. Movement, is the, but the, the, the key word, the principal word is movement, not organization. Not the black yeah, man party, right. the people's black grand party, this party, that party. But a movement. When we look in the 70s, mm-hmm. you see that they had a movement. It wasn't just yes. the organizations, you know what I'm saying, but the music fit the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. The dress yeah. fit the time. The, you know, everything fit the time to create this empowering
1: movement.
2: And this is what mm-hmm. we want to get back to. We want to create a movement. So the, the, the power is going to be found in the unification of oppressed people internationally, but right now we're talking nationally amongst our people, Is going to be found amongst our people and accepting our people where they're at and their contributions to the movement. If it's blood or if it's a pity, you know what I'm saying, we're going to accept anything. I tell people, that's like if I'm getting jumped on, yes, I would like everybody to jump in and help me, but some people will that's jump right. in and help me. So if you on the side, if you call for help, I'm not gonna say I ain't gonna be like all you did was call for help. I'm going to be like nigga, call somebody to help me if you right. ain't gonna
6: fight. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock your... I'll be right there with you. Wish, y'all. I need your, yo <laughs> yeah. you are, exactly. You dig, nephew. I need somebody. Don't stand there frozen in time,
7: though. Uh-huh. I I, I again, agree sister? with
0: you. I say do anything but just stand there frozen in time.
7: Right. Call exactly. somebody.
0: Do, some, do, do something, Do something.
2: Do something. Hey, listen, as long as you – and I'm not going to knock – Yes, I wish you would have got in it with me, but I understand you don't like to fight. You're afraid to get hit or whatever. So as long as – if you call somebody, if you scream, hey, stop, listen, I'll accept that. I'm not going to be one of those that knock your contribution because it takes all contribution, all efforts for our advancement. Let's go back to our phone lines. Um. One more time
7: because I see the caller was holding.
2: I'm sorry, say it again? Brother yeah, Yes. Yeah. uh, uh, That's the
7: one thing that you had made clear, and everybody made clear. Once again, we go back to our our, our leaders, uh, those who uh, brought it up. Malcolm didn't die. It was assassinated. Uh, King not assassinated, okay, and I'm saying it's the three M's. And the three M's go like this. Martin, okay, now, uh, yeah, first, uh, uh, Marcus, Martin, Malcolm. We talk about three M's. Hmm. And the one thing that you said that was so beautiful, one thing that all of them talked about, now, listen, and I want to listen very closely. If they were just leaders, that's one thing. All of them had the universal picture. Malcolm said the Organization of African American Unity. That mm-hmm. enhanced everybody. Garvey said the Universal Negro Improvement Association, that enhanced everybody. King said... Uniting all the people of humanity, that's uniting all. If they was grant givers, philosophy, ideological, Negroes that are for sale, no, when they say all, see, they all got them in trouble. hmm Every time. Oh, yes, yes, they all, they all, every time they all get them in trouble. So, we can sit back and we can build a pocket, but when we talk about all, and that what King said all, when when once again, and I'm saying again, King celebration holiday, they still not will not recognize him in Africa, him traveling to India, like you said. And looked at that. My mm. They do not want to accept that because they want to keep us domestic. As long as you domestic, you is a pet and you are a dog, and you got a yeah. license plate called civil rights. But when you become international, that's mean you are now in the hands of creator that saying hold it. Our problem is not a local problem. And see we keep dealing with local and and I thank God for a dude called Trunk because he's making it international until we mm-hmm. understand internationalism and Africanism and understand Africanism, understand who we are. Trunk ain't local. Trunk dealing in a international, white supremacist, global control and oppression of the peoples or the planet. And we still down here talking about, Well, well, you know, uh, we're going to do this and we want yeah. this education. Yeah. But a trunk have taken us where God had taken us to full because we ignored it. No, no, I ain't black. Malcolm came in. No, no, we ain't. No, we ain't African. King came in. No, we ain't African. It is a universal globe. And it do not have anything to do with anything local. I want to make it clear. The Local leadership is out. It's global leadership. And where we at as an African people and understanding where we're going, it's a global struggle. And guess what? And they're losing. So you know what the first global slaving was? You and I. And King recognized that it's a global struggle that we have to understand. Understand. And once we understand that we are an African people and we're a global people, and it don't take him too much to say stink, this and that, he do not recognize us as American citizens, none of them. When King peeped that, he said, I made a mistake.
2: The biggest mistake. Right. Right. And he recognized that. I think it goes back to what you were saying when you said the all. You know, and and even the constitution, their constitution is based on that. It says a government for the people, by the people, you know, it, it encourages the people. So when we say all powers to the people, it's not just a catchphrase. It's not just a slogan. It is a reminder. Hmm. The power Thank lies
5: you. in the masses
2: of the people, in the unification of the working class and the underclass, and the those that Thank they you. call the undesirables in society. Specifically and particularly, those of African descent, um, who not only face classism but face racism, structural racism, uh, and gender oppression. You know, and gender discrimination, and gender exploitation. Once we embrace these. Uh, understandings and ideologies to combat these triple
6: evils,
2: then we will begin mm-hmm. to evolve to be able to get on an international struggle. and to Because like Chairman Carr said, it is an international struggle, but I don't want us to get, I don't want you to misunderstand Chairman Carr's words, that it it still must begin in your home base, right there in your locale. Something my chief of staff is always reiterating on central committee meetings is the empowerment of the local. Right in yeah. your locale. Address the issues in your locale. Attack the issues mm-hmm. in your locale and watch it grow. It grows from communities to cities to states to the nation into an international struggle because a lot right. of us are so scared to be affiliated with what we are. What we didn't have yeah. no say in the matter what we were created in or birthed in or evolved into, however, whatever. Theory you use that you got here But you are that particular Thing and that thing that you are if you Have melanin in your skin is Discriminated against not just based On your economic stature or your Economic position in this repressive State but also on your Race and in most And and, uh, your black power to Sisters are power to the sisters And not just with class and race with you But also gender exploitation Listen I have to go on and on, but let me go to my phone lines because we had this caller so patiently waiting. I want to open up the line 915-4122. You're on Independence, Black Blo- Independence Blog Talk Radio. Um, we're talking about what did Martin Luther King leave us, the King legacy.
3: Good evening, Chairman. Uh, this is K-Mac. How are you? Hey,
2: I'm good, Sister Kay, Queen K-Mac. How are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um keeping it short and sweet, um, excellent conversation. Um, what I, I personally in my studies have noticed between, uh, MLK and Malcolm and Garvey, they started with this basic foundation of love. Um, their families were correct. They were correct. And they just started with love. The BPP, they started with love. Um, if it doesn't come from that it won't last. Mm. Uh I, I can appreciate you know uh the black power, the guns and all the rest of that. But if it doesn't come from a basic love that many people have no clue what that is. Many cl- people have no have never felt that before. Mm. Um it's not we're not going to come together. Um that love has to show itself and it has to be consistent. You have to not only be consistent, but you have to mean it. And a lot of people don't feel like uh, putting that front up, but, see, that's the problem, it's a front. If you don't genuinely love, it doesn't last, and it's going to be hard for people to continue that. And why do I say that? Because the different people that I talk to and I help, um, they come from all walks of life. Um, and they're hurting, no one can focus on uh, liberation. No one can focus on, you know, standing up and fighting if they're hurting. We have a lot of hurting people, and we got folks who have family members they don't even talk to. So if you have family members you don't even talk to, how are you going to unify outside your family to make it lasting? Because you haven't learned the lesson needed to unify inside so there's a lot that comes to it and 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 it it just it, it i'm not gonna say it amazes me but you know we have many of our brothers and sisters in the motherland um i actually talk to them i do business with them some days they're not doing well they share their news with me um i enjoy learning about the motherland and you know i get from them you know, we had a different mindset of blacks in the United States. Even today, when I went to a store, there was one of ours there with a real sour look on their face. No one in the store did anything, but it was a sour look. We got to stop that. You know, that doesn't bring unity. That does not bring um, uh, a consciousness or I don't even like that word. It doesn't bring us together. It just doesn't. So we're going to have to work from square one. We can't go from uh, get to to Z by skipping all the basics and starting with the letter R and going to Z. That's not how that's going to work. And that's the one thing about um, Garvey, about Malcolm, about um, MLK. When you look at how they built They built layer after layer, all with love, all consistent. And the love, that's where the power comes from. It doesn't come from the muscle. It doesn't come from the weapons. It comes from the consistent love that you give to people. And that's where we're going to have to start. But there's a lot of people who are afraid of love. There are a lot of people who have contorted the meaning of love. I'm not even sure what it means today. I know what it means to me. I'm not even sure how people even define it today. And that's part of the problem. Because well, there's know, some really screwed up definitions. And I know
2: Yeah. I you know what though, I'm and, and I agree with you, I agree with you to a degree. I agree I agree with you to a degree. You know, but I don't think that we have to start from square one. I think square one started when they slapped them shackles on us. You know, we're at the square right. I think that's the problem. We're trying to reinvent the wheel. You know the resistance starts. No, no, I agree. And they, yeah, I agree, so but it doesn't I,
3: stop us from needing the love. It doesn't, yeah, and that's all, one of the main those. reasons we need the love. And that's what I'm trying to trying to get. I'm not saying yes. when I say square yes. one, I'm talking love. That's my square one. And so,
2: yes. yeah,
3: the, those chains, those invisible and visible ones, it's only going to take love that's going to break that. It's not a yes. magical thing. It's, it's something is. that we have.
2: And I think that we do. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that it takes love, you know. But one of the things I would say, though, is people define love differently. Some of us mm-hmm. say, you know, I love myself so much that I'm not going to allow myself mm-hmm. to be captured or taken, and I'm going to fight tooth and nail to avoid that. You know, I You know, I don't think that there is one definition of love. You know, I think that the overall definition has to be um, not has to be. What I would encourage people to think about is when you say right. love, is it edifying to you? Is it edifying to your people? Is it edifying to the community? Right. You know, does it, right. as a people, does this love, does your definition, now you can't say you love me or you love your people, and you're destroying your people. Now you're asking right. me to be a fool. You know, you know right. I love you. You know, it's like asking me to have um, battered women's syndrome. I beat you, baby, because I love you. That's why I hit on you, right, You don't love me. I'm like them sisters. Cut your ass. Go to sleep. I got some grits burning. Oh, you thought that was for breakfast? That was for your
6: face when you closed your eyes. That's right. what that was for. So, but
2: but
0: if, you know, but know what? But, but yes. if I, if Go I, may, if if I, if, yes. if I, Go if, I, if, I D- DK, if I may, and I agree, yes. you know, it's, it's is is certain points are hitting This, I, I do agree. We is not a starting over from like. Uh, square one or turn over from A. but I understand what she's saying about the love. The reason why there's so many different ideologies of love and and definitions of love amongst us today is because our core foundation has been shaken, which is the family structure. So, you know, I spoke about this last week on the show for me myself growing up in a household with both of my parents no outside children, Um, five siblings, which is six of us, all under one roof with, you know, our parents. And my parents will have a 33rd wedding anniversary this year. My ideology of love is different, but my my ideology of love started from my foundation, which was home. So I didn't have to go out and try to find love and attach love to me or try to figure out what love was. I already knew it from a child what it was. And so yeah. we, we, we got to talk about these things. We got to discuss mm-hmm. these things and know where it all went wrong. That's where it went wrong because there's so many of us reaching and looking and pursuing mm-hmm. love. And if you don't know what it is and don't know what it looks like, then it will come in a form of being a battered woman, thinking yeah. that that's love. It will come in a form of walking around, sagging your pants, calling each other niggas, thinking that you got hood love, you know, and, and that's reaching because there are so many broken families. We've been so broken as a people, so dismantled, just spread all over the place. Then, yeah, we don't know what love is or what love looks like anymore to be able to even have it amongst us as a unit. But you know,
6: it's, yeah. it's like what
2: you said, Sister Eiffel. I think that it's and, and I'm come straight to you, Chairman Call. I think what like you were saying, um, Sister Eiffel, I think that, you know, and this is why we need especially in the movement, in the revolution, social scientists. And I love, love what Sister Eiffel, and and thank, let me thank you again too, Queen K Mac, for calling in. Your your input is always invaluable. I love it. But you know, one of the no things problem. too I say I, I say this about us being social scientists, because we have new phenomenas in our community. We do have the baby mama, the baby daddy, mm-hmm. the outside children. the out, And we can't, we have to, you know, get out of being a moralist movement and be a realistic movement. Yeah, according to mm-hmm. a lot of our religions, a lot of our morals, and a lot of our traditions, we would love to say, hey, you know what, that's not right, you should be married, you know, you got outside children, but it is a fact. It is a real phenomenon, a real dynamic in the black community. So how do we incorporate this into this culture of the American experience? I love being African. I love my African brothers and sisters over there in the continent. But let us I'm going to keep it right. 21. I am an African that has went through mm-hmm. an American experience. That means I have American in my ancestry. I have, you know, I'm not one of those people that say I was here before the Mayflower. Some of my You know, some of my brothers and sisters was here before slavery. But I believe that I came to the Maapa. So I got the traumatic experience of post-traumatic slave disorder. I got Jim Crow segregation. I got, you know, hoodoo. I got rape, blatant racism, discrimination now. I got niggerism going on. I got misogynistic rap songs. So my culture, my experience (laughs) in America is a whole nother, you know, a whole nother phenomena in the African chapter. So I have to incorporate that. My love, my definition of love, has to be it incorpor- has to incorporate all those experiences. I can't talk to mm-hmm. my African counterpart and say, "Hey, what's your definition of love?" Because his will be, "Listen, my definition of love is the men, the women, the race, the this and that." And that's cool in Africa if that's what your social, cultural, political, economic conditions go for. But over here, man, realistically, like I said, it's baby mama. Some of us made mistakes when we were younger. We had children out of wedlock when we was young. Then we got this crazy woman or this crazy yeah. Negro yeah. that we attached to. You know, so all of these are real phenomena. So we have to, this is what I like about in the people's rights to have the party for self-determination in our manual. We have the three Ds. We have define, develop, and defend. So, therefore, in the first D, define. We have to define. Our culture. We have to define our our existence. We have to define who we are as Africans here having an American experience. Then we have to define those, those things, those solutions and institutions that will help us combat the negative behavior, the destructive behavior, and then we have to develop those institutions and those social-cultural norms to help us combat combat that. Then we have to defend those things,
7: tooth and nail, Mm
2: -hmm. all for our back, but we really have to start to have our social scientists. In my opinion, I think we have more historians than we do social scientists. We have more brothers and sisters that will tell you what we did historically than what we're doing now and how this will lead to, our, to us in the future and our development as a people in the future. Chairman Clark, I'm turning it over to yes, you, brother. Yes. I, I see you're
4: trying to raise up.
7: Uh, yeah, uh, one is that uh, everything we're saying, do listen, and we are uh, left the platform program. Love. We got that, and we can work with it, and we uh, dislove and all that. My thing is the program is, you know, we're bringing straight up again, the assassination of a nation and the assassination of those leadership that's coming by. We can deal with our love. But our love is not going to manifest under a murder. So I'm going to make it clear because I'm tired. Killers in America, white supremacy and racism that kill Malcolm, that kill King, they don't care how much we love each other. We can put our queen in a castle that Demons were going to come and assassinate us. What I'm looking at, I ain't talking about love. king gave the greatest love that anybody can give, nonviolent and all this love. No, it ain't by us loving one another and dealing in our household. It is by a, you know, bringing straight a steady government that called himself legitimate is in the process of a murder. Murder I'm going back King loved his wife They killed him Michael loved his wife They killed him Garvey and all them Wait, 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 wait Hold it, hold hold it
3: Can I finish Can I finish
7: There's a system Of murdering Black leaders in America And we're talking about murder Ain't we talking about wow. King love or nothing. It's murder. The whole celebration what they talking about is by murder. We love each other. King love each other. We understand that. But those who control the system today on the Trump is talk about murder. And yeah, Dr. But... King's birthday today ain't by love, it's by Why he was assassinated And it's about murder Because the government is in the business Of murdering us They ain't worrying about our love affair They murder about who want to lead And organize us It's about murder Well
1: Well, it it is It is is. That's Because
0: on a large scale We don't have Mm -hmm. the love I think what the sister was alluding to And and she was absolutely correct When she said um, uh, Marcus uh, Martin and Malcolm All came in with love And if you look at all of their structural foundation, all of them came in You know, we, we, we know that All of them come from double uh, Family homes, all of them Had their mother and their father And their concrete family structure That's why they were yep. able Okay, I saying that But let me finish That's why they were able to exemplify That love for their people Because they knew what it was That's one Two, when you look at the Asian communities, when you look at the Hispanic communities, when you look oh, at I'm how they black. rally and how they gather black. to protect one another, and there's nothing that you can do to crack that foundation, you can't do it. You can't. When they set up their little v- Vietnam, their little Koreas, the and all home. that stuff, they're not Check, gonna let Chairman you Collins. do it, and their leaders are not gonna let you do it. But we will step aside and allow our people to be assassinated and murdered and shot down in the street today, and you it's not it just is. under Trump, it, from time immemorial, our Black people American have been, been killed in this country. Jeremy let, let him finish your talk. Brother. Okay. Let him finish your talk. I don't want to turn it
2: no, into
7: a No, I debate, understand, because it's,
0: it's, 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 a, it's a passionate thing. It's a it's a passionate thing, and I get it, yeah. but the problem is we don't, you uh, look at what's going on right now, you know, because we do have the fear because we don't have the manpower or the firepower to really um, protect ourselves. Because when you, when you look at the Tulsa, Oklahoma, when you look at the move, uh, movement in Philadelphia, when you look at Rosewood, when you look at these different areas where we know in, indeed they were dropping bombs on our people. When we looked at California, they were dropping bombs on our people. They wasn't just coming in. They were sending military. They were sending National Guards in on well, our people. We don't have the foul, firepower here. to yeah, protect ourselves here, though, against quick. them. And then we just don't have the unity.
2: Well let me let me jump in here real quick too because I I do want to get the opportunity to go to our phone lines with a call listening. But I've I've even heard, Chairman Car. I think if you listen to what they're saying, because I've heard you say this, that the revolutionary must be a lover, must be a Casanova of the people, has to love the people. You have to have, I understand what the sisters are saying about the two-parent homes, and that's good. But I don't want to just put all the emphasis on that, because there are plenty lovers of the revolution that came from single mother homes, single father homes, but they love their people. They love themselves. And they want better for their people, and they want better for themselves. And just because they don't always exhibit that the way we think they should, I think that Huey loved his people. He loved his people enough to get out there with a gun and defend his people. You know what I'm saying? I think that that Dr. King loved his people. He, he, he we, uh, taking away. Loves, Hold on, Chairman Car. Chairman Cobb, let me let me finish my point real quick, because we we coming down in our last minute. We, we uh, uh we that, losing the government, The
6: government uh, assault. Me, uh, uh,
2: assault. Me, Chairman Car, let me let me finish this Good. point real quick, because you know I let everybody speak, and I want to go to my phone line. So when we Dr. King loved his people enough to get out there and actually turn up the other cheek, that's a lot of luck to fight the very nature to swing back. But he loved his people enough right. to practice and right. tactics that he felt like would advance his people. Malcolm loved his people enough to get out there and be as fiery as he was, as passionate no as he was, to put his life on the line. The BLA and their other organizations, progressive organizations, the revolutionary organizations, and some even the civil rights organizations, SNCC and so on and so forth, loved their people enough to jump out there. So the proponent, the key ingredient, the base motivation of all our work has to be founded on and based in love of freedom, love of liberation, love of the right and of understanding the
6: government, loving, the loving,
2: yes, loving, loving, loving enough that you are willing to do what it takes to advance not just your people because it starts out with a love of your people. It starts out with a love of your people. And then once you begin to love your people and start to fight for the freedom of your people, when you face this oppression and racism and discrimination and exploitation head on, you begin to know that that evil, wherever it is practiced, like Dr. King said, an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. You know what I'm saying? When you begin to understand that evil is wrong for your people, you understand that that evil is wrong for humanity. And you begin to fight against it. So I will agree with Sister K. Now, I think that you and Chairman Carr and all of you, are basically we're all saying the same thing, that it does begin with a love. But it also begins, love comes with tolerance and love comes with allowance. And we must allow our people to express their disdain for oppression and exploitation, racism and gender exploitation and discrimination. We must allow our people to express their desire for and their love for empowerment and liberation in the way that they know how as long as that love isn't so selfish that it begins to hinder or endanger all african people i'm going on seven minutes i had a caller holding let me go real quickly to the phone lines six seven eight eight two four six your mic is open
5: brother Yanga. yeah
6: who's it brother work
5: Brother Work is in the building. And chairman man, Work.
6: Man.
5: Chairman How you work. I'm
2: sorry, brother. I'm good, brother. How about yourself?
5: I'm doing fine. Um, yes, sir, you chairman, know, you yes,
2: With us, man. Yes,
5: I I came to elaborate, my brother. Yes, sir. It seems it seems as we're talking about the greats like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. You know, they were great. In their own ways. And they did a lot of things. But a lot of people did a lot of things. But there was one group, one real powerful group that did the right thing. Actually, two groups. And I'm going to say the group on Black Wall Street and the Panthers. Because they were the only ones who were smart enough to generate economics for the people. Which instill power for the people while at the same time protecting their people. That's why they were bombed and killed. You know, that that's what it takes. It's like, I think a lot of people forget what it really means to be a Panther. You know, this is just me just elaborating off of my head. You know, to be a Panther is to get rid of that I know I'm a little off topic, but just to, you know, get mm-hmm. rid of the oppressive force, you know, to Yourself. build something for black people, black business, black schools, you know, is is not to be racist, but it's just to create independence for our people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like...
0: Absolutely. And and when yes. he speaks on creating independence for our people, that's when we start questioning the love, because when we we're, we're together on this phone, of course there's a enough love generating throughout this phone line to exemplify the love for the people. But it's about the people. Do they love us enough to get on board?
2: Hey, come on,
5: come on. Yeah, you know, if I may
4: Yeah, talk to me, brother
5: If I if I may You know Yeah You know, that's a good point Are they going to love us enough To get on board, but the question should be Do they love themselves enough To get on board
0: Hey, yeah. when I learned uh, When when I learned that their knowledge of self and the first law is self-preservation But when I learned that self Is not only me self is me as well as kind then if you it definitely if you don't love yourself you surely gonna love me. And so when we look right. at the masses of us as black people and you see how we're carrying ourselves, see how we're uh um uh exploiting ourselves, see what how we are symbolizing ourselves in culture, first of all it don't show self love as an individual, so you surely ain't showing love for for your race.
2: Right. If you can love yourself. Listen, we're coming down in the last Chairman, Work, you should have jumped on earlier, man I know you're going to be on there Thursday, brother I'm glad you jumped on, man You're a brother I've seen developing growth through the things I know you're going to drop some jewels Whether the the, the masses like it or not I know that shit's going to be hot And going to be direct to the point um, Listen, I want to thank everybody Who called in Who spent their Tuesday with us from you know, Got this political education Built and shared with us And those callers that just listened and we hope that we share something with you. It's your host, your brother, National Chairman, Yang and Krumah, People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Came to you again on another Wednesday. We try to drop it like it's hot. We'll catch you, ne- I mean, another Tuesday, rather. Catch you next Tuesday. Catch us on Thursday. Thursday is the form. We come with it. It's a little raw than this. I'm going to be honest. It's a little raw than this program right here. But catch us Thursday at 8. Check out what we're talking about. But until then, thank everybody for listening, sharing a Tuesday with you. I leave you as I greeted you, which is all power to oppress people, African power to an African people, and black power. Black power, my the
1: people.
7: All power to the people.
1: One time. That's the yeah. Yo, All I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things. is son Dead, pure, like a cup of virgin blood, Mix with 151, one sip, will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad balance, who so I'm gonna body to this hood politics, acknowledge Leave bodies chopped up in garbage, seeds watch us, grow up to try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one knee, I duck. Could it be? My time is up. With my luck, I got up. The cop shot again. Bust stop glass bursts, a beam drops a Heineken. Ricochet between the spots that I'm hiding in Blacking out, I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood, I'm going to rat. To the death of it, to everybody, come on. Little niggas, is grown hood rats. Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Sit from the stars, sun, and the moon. And it's like a police chase. The streets Street sweepers and coppers. Sick of kids with no conscience. Leaving victims from doctors. If you really think you're ready to die this is what i niggas. The time is All I need is one mic, one mic, one All I need is one mic, one mic, need. All I need is one mic, one All I need is one blunt, one page, and one pen, one prayer. Tell God. Forgive me for one sin Matter of fact Maybe more than one Look back At all the hatred against me Fuck all of them Jesus died at age 33 There's 33 shots From twin glocks And 16 apiece That's 32 Which means One of my guns Was holding 17 27 hit your crew 6 winners of to you Everybody gotta die sometime Hope your funeral Never gets shot up Bullets tear through the innocent Nothing is spare Niggas roll up Shooting from wheelchairs My heart is racing Tasting revenge in the air I let this shit slide For too many years Too many t- now, I'm strapped with a couple of max, Too many nines. If y'all niggas really with me, get busy. Load up the simmies. Do more than just hold it. Explode the clip until you empty. There's nothing in our way. They bust, we bust. They rust, we rush. Let's fly and feel it. I feel it in my gut that we take these bitches to war. Lie them down, cause we stronger now. My nigga, The time is now. All I need is one mic. One mic. One mic. That's all I need, nigga. That's all, I need. all I need is one mic. mic. There's nothing else in the world. All I need is one mic. the world. I need is one mic All I need is one life, one try, one breath on one man. What I stand for, is speak for a judge. They don't understand and want to see me on top. Too egotistical, talking all that slick shit the same way these bitches do. Wonder what my secrets is. Niggas to move on you only if they know what your weakness is. I have none. Too late to grab guns, I'm blasting. Cause I'm a fool, nigga. Thought I wouldn't have that ass done. Who's you, niggas. What you call an infinite brawl, eternal souls clashing. World gets deep. some beef is everlasting. Complete with dick skulls. Brothers wiping each other up in prison, y'all. Drama, where does it start? You know the block was ill as a youngster. Every night it was like a cop would be killed. Body found in the dumpster. For real, a hustler. purchased my range. Niggas throwing dirt on my name. Jealous cause fiends got they working complaints. Bitches left me cause they thought I was finished. Should've knew she wasn't true. She came to me when a man caught a sentence. Diamonds are blinded. I never make the same mistakes. Moving with a change of pace. Light alone. load. See now the king is straight. Swelling my melon cause none of these niggas real hurt. equal. were telling police how can a kingpin squeal. This is crazy. I'm on the right track. I'm finally found You need some soul searching And time is now. All I need is one mic All I need is one mic That's all I ever needed in this world Fuck cash All I need is one mic Fuck the cars The jewelry All I need is one mic Spread my voice to the whole world